Here's a preview from this episode. And, you know, our animal friends, especially the ones that live with us, you know, we've all probably noticed they can they can be sensitive to what is going on with us. So maybe we're sad and they come to be close to us or maybe we're really, really happy and they come to play with us and be with us. And so, you know, all of that is part of that. It lifts our energy. Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go to my website homepage, theangelmedium.com and sign up for my weekly angel message email. As a gift for signing up, I'm giving you access to free resources, including 31 healing meditations that if you do daily are going to help you hear your angels and your own intuition more clearly. Start using these today and you'll see changes in 31 days. Now, take a deep breath. Feel the presence of your angels as they fill you with love, joy, peace, bliss, and ease. And remember, your angels say the messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, today we have a very special treat. This is uh, two episodes that we're airing over on the kids podcast, but I know that you would just love to hear it because it's all about pet mediumship, uh, pet psychics, and how you can tune into your pets more and their needs and how to connect with them. We have on today Nancy Windhart, and she is a world-renowned pet psychic. She really helped me connect with my two doggies better, and I know she's going to help you do the same at home too. So this is two different episodes for the kids podcast that we're smushing together for you today so that you can get all of this valuable information here at the Angels and Awakening podcast. Friends, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with a really special friend, Nancy Windhart, who has the ability, you know, here at the Intuitive Kids podcast, we're all about getting you in touch with listening to that divine wisdom, that intuition within you. And what Nancy talks about is telepathy, that everybody has the ability to communicate without words with one another. And she actually expresses that we can do this with our animals as well, that the pets that we have in our household right here, right now, Nancy can teach us how to communicate with them. Nancy, welcome so much to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Julie. It's great to be here and to share with the kids and all of your audience. Yeah, of course, of course. So um, what I wanted to have you dive into first is, where did this start for you? How did you start communicating telepathically with animals? And for kids who don't understand telepathy, can you explain that more for them? Sure. So this started for me when I was a kid, and it was one. Of, this is one of the reasons I was so happy to come on this on this show and talk with people about this because 
this this came when I was a child. And um, and I really believe very strongly that this is an ability that we all have. Mm-hmm. So I do this as a job, but it uh, it's not a special ability that only some of us have. We all have this ability to communicate. And what I mean by by telepathy is simply communicating without our human words. And this is a language that is universal. It's that all beings share from humans to dogs and cats and horses and insects and trees. It's a common language that everyone has. And so when I was a child, I remember communicating and just understanding my animal friends, um, the dog that was in my family, the cows, you know, in the barn when I'd go to visit my grandparents. Um, And I never thought of it as something unusual or something special. I just knew they were my friends. And I preferred to spend time with them more than with with human children and and people more you know frequently. I love to be with the animals. I love to be with the trees. And I understood them, and I knew that they understood me. And we had this common language that is based on feeling. It's based uh, sometimes on uh, images. Uh, we'll we'll get a picture, or we'll get a, an emotion, or you know maybe a feeling about our body and the way somebody moves. Or you know, there's a lot of different ways that this language can be spoken. Sometimes it's just a just an understanding. Oh, I know that my dog friend doesn't feel good. I can just tell, right? And maybe the dog isn't isn't showing something outwardly, but we just have a feeling, oh, something's not right, right? All of that is what I put under the the, the topic of telepathy. It's a, it's a nonverbal, intuitive way of communicating that's very simple, and we all have this ability. And w- what happens for us in the human world sometimes is that when we learn to speak and to read and write and to be in our busy human, you know, human world and human culture, we forget. We forget this language and we, we prefer to use this other language that we have. But the language never leaves. It's always there and we can always use it and access it at any time if we remember that we know how to do this. Yeah, that's amazing. So when it comes to those animal friends, um, what I have found with our own animals, we have two Shih Tzus in the house, little teeny tiny doggies, and um, they raise the vibration of our homes. They really shift and lift the energy. Can you talk to everybody about that for a moment too? Yeah, I love that. And I I I love Shih Tzus. That's such a one they're such a wonderful breed and I worked with many of them and of course I I love all animals, but that's great that you have those friends in your house and you know when we say lift the vibration, what does that mean? It means that they 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 bring to us so many gifts of how how other than human animals see and experience and feel the world. Right. And so, of course, we know that we love them and they love us. And there's that beautiful exchange of just love and understanding. Also, companionship and and play and joy. And, you know, our animal friends, especially the ones that live with us, you know, we've all probably noticed they can they can be sensitive to what 
is going on with us. So maybe we're sad and and they come to be close to us. Or maybe we're really, really happy and they come to play with us and be with us. And so, you know, all of that is part of that. It lifts our energy. And I think it's really important to recognize that animals have as many complex uh, abilities and understanding and feelings as humans do. So they can experience a range of emotions and also a range of understanding. Sometimes our animal friends are more comfortable with the unseen world than we are as humans. They see things, they feel things that we may not always notice or see and feel. And all of that, if we're really listening to them and living in harmony with them, can help to just expand our awareness and our consciousness of what's available and 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 what is possible that we can sometimes lose in our human world so i yeah i love that and i think that animals do that for us in so many ways that even ways that we may not completely understand yeah i don't know if you follow this account over on instagram but it's called at what about bunny and it is a dog who has these buttons that have like one word per each button and the dog can go and press the buttons but i think it's proving the conscious awareness within animals so much more than maybe our generation recognized initially, where this dog will say, um, talk about dreams and ask like, what is a dream? And we'll talk about, you know, I animal, what are you? You know, like uh, not understanding the difference between being an animal and um, the owner of the dog being a human. And, so as you learn how to communicate with your animals that you have within your home, what's the first step? What is the first step to take? So, you know, I think the first step is to is to learn how to be quiet with them. Yeah. And I don't mean that, and especially, you know, if there are children listening to this, like you don't have to be super silent, quiet, right? But what I mean by quiet is like being peaceful inside. And and not doing a whole bunch of other things like, you know, being on our iPads or being on our phones or watching TV or, you know, um, but it's it's cultivating and really practicing being quiet inside when we're with our animals. And you'll find if you do that, that animals will be much more comfortable in in spending time with us and being close to us and you know and so if it's an animal in your family that you already have a relationship with um it may not be as important as it is being with an animal that you maybe don't know so well but that just that being quiet with them take time to just sit with them and just be with them um without doing anything or having a bunch of other stuff going on and what that does is it creates space for us as, as humans to really be able to hear and understand and listen to them. And then the animals go, oh, the humans are being quiet. 
you know, like they're not so distracted and thinking about all this stuff and doing all this busy, busy, busy stuff all the time. They're really here and they're with me. Oh, that means I can start to communicate and share more with them and we can have an exchange of understanding. So I think that's the first thing for, for people to understand. And then, and this is especially for the kids who might be listening to this, I want to say you're probably already doing it already. Yeah. And you just don't don't realize it. Or maybe your parents don't realize it. And if there are grownups listening to this, you're probably doing it already more than you realize. Also, I think it's really important for kids to understand that this is a natural way of being. And you've probably already experienced this. You've probably already understood something from or about your animal that you just know or you hear or you understand or you feel. And so really be very respectful of that and trust it and you know and it, and it goes to this thing that you know sometimes we talk i know i was told when i was a child oh you can't be hearing the dogs dogs don't talk that's just your imagination right and i want to turn that whole idea upside down because our imagination, first of all, our imagination is real. It's not something that's fake that we have to get rid of. We want to cultivate our imagination and we want to nourish our imagination. Imagination is our creativity and it's our intuition and it's our understanding of what's possible for us. So first of all, imagination is beautiful. Cultivate your imagination and trust what you feel like you're understanding and sensing and feeling. And we all can tell the difference. Even a small child can tell the difference between something that's completely made up. Like if I said to you, I had a conversation with a rattlesnake and, and she told me that she wanted to wear roller skates in New York City. You know, you would know that that was a completely made up story. It's kind of a fun idea, right? And, you know, it might be great for a story, but you would know that probably the rattlesnake didn't say, I want to put on a pair of roller skates, right? But if I say to you, the rattlesnake told me I'm up on the trail ahead of you and I don't want to hurt you, but I need you to go 20 feet around that big rock up there so that you don't disturb me, right? That is a feeling like that has a feeling of truth. Right. And I'm going to trust that. and I'm going to listen to that. And you know what? I might not have heard that clearly. That's possible. But I'm going to make I'm going to I'm going to stay on the side of trusting that and and believing what I'm feeling, believing what I'm hearing. And and, you know, if I don't understand something completely, I can ask for more information. Right. But I want people listening to this and especially kids to trust that trust those feelings trust those those things that come from your animal friends and cultivate that relationship of understanding because once you say i hear you i see you i know you're there i know you can communicate with me and i can communicate with you then it starts to grow and it starts to expand so just like you know we water and take care of a plant until it starts to grow from a seed when we water and take care of that intuitive ability that we have to to have communication with our animal friends then it starts to grow and the animals go oh yay they can hear me wonderful now i'm really going to help them right i'm really going to show them i'm really going to help them and especially with the animals in our families that we know and love and who know and love us they will be so happy and so excited um that that people are really listening to them and paying attention and understanding them
Amazing, amazing. Yeah, thinking back to owning uh, a dog when I was a little girl growing up and that dog being in our house, it's interesting that you say we're already doing that already because I think those moments with my golden retriever growing up were the most quiet and still moments where I would just kind of lay on her tummy or put my head up to her tummy and just pat her back and just be still with her in my day and connect with another living being. And I enjoy those moments now every day with my doggies. And what's interesting, I think, as you go through life too, and you get a little older, you realize that communication and every single human being just wants to be seen and heard and validated and loved. And the more that we know about one another, to your point of communicating with the animals, the more that we know about them, the deeper our relationship with them can go and grow. So I want to leave kids with a couple more insights, maybe your favorite insights of how to connect with animals or um, maybe a favorite story that you have or both. Sure. Well, you know, when we when we can really understand our animal friends, then it can help us in a whole bunch of ways. And I love that story that you shared about your dog when you were a kid, right? And that's a great example of you weren't necessarily communicating about something, but you were just being together. And in that you laying with her, she laying with you, you were just sharing that deep understanding and connection and love. And so that's the first thing I think for people to understand is that it doesn't have to be a conversation about something like you and I are having a conversation right now, but it can be. And so sometimes we have understandings that can help us to solve problems with our animals or uh, understand something that they need or want from us. So, you know, I'll give a simple example um, of uh, somebody that I worked with recently who's who had adopted a kitten and the kitten was having a really hard time figuring out how to use the litter box. And the person had done everything right. And, you know, all the recommendations of you keep them in a small space to begin with, and you have the right kind of box, you have the right kind of litter. And this little kitten just could not figure it out. And he kept going in other places around and didn't understand how to use the litter box. And so this person asked me to communicate with the kitten and see if I could, you know, if we could help to understand what was going on. And the first thing he said to me when I when I communicated with him and asked him about this issue is, I don't understand, I can't find the dirt. I can't find the dirt. And he was this little, little baby boy kitty, right? I can't find the dirt. I don't know where the dirt is. And as it turned out, he had been an outdoor cat. His mama was a stray cat. He'd been born outside. He'd been raised outside. And he gave me all of that information by pictures. So I saw when he was little, he was with his mommy. And, you know, they were living outdoors. And they were living in a place where there was dirt. And she taught her babies, 
you know, this is this is how we go to the bathroom. We go, we you know, we scratch in the dirt. And they were living in a in a uh, here in the southwest where it was a kind of a a sandy dirt, you know, where they were living. And then, so you know, what happened is this 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 kitten and his mama were rescued, and you know, my the person that the human person had adopted this little kitten, right? So you know, it was all a happy ending in that way. But he didn't he had not had the experience of litter and a litter box and it didn't feel right to him and it didn't smell right to him he said where's the dirt so i suggested to the person that that she go outside and get some dirt from the yard and mix it in and then gradually change the the you know the ratio of litter and and dirt and help him and and that solved the problem and he was wow. like wow now I understand there's the dirt. And so, you know, it's a practical thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, for this kitten and his person, it changed their lives because the human person was going, what am I going to do? You know, I'm living with this kitten who can't figure this out, right? Um, and so that's an example of, you know, how, how we can use this to really understand the perspective of what's going on with our animal friends and 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 help them as much as they are able to help us. Amazing. I love that. Now, as an animal communicator, you work with all sorts of animals. You work with horses and kittens and dogs. Do you work with reptiles too, turtles and lizards? Talk to yeah. us about like what you have turned into just a spiritual business for yourself and, and kind of how this works. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's no limit to species, right? So any species can communicate in this way. And so what's very interesting is to feel the different perspectives of different kinds of animals um, through their species lens, right? And so, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, insects, uh, reptiles, I've had um, reptiles, I had a, 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 a student in one of my classes uh, who had a, um, a pet snake. And so she asked if she could bring her snake. Snake was such an incredible teacher for the people um, about what she understood and what she experienced and her relationship with her person and, you know, how she felt about being a snake um, as a, you know, kind of a wild animal, but a snake who had been born and bred in uh, a, a captive situation and who was living with a human. And she was very close to her human and they had a really beautiful relationship with each other, um, which is different than how she might live if she were a snake living, living in the wild. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've worked um, with animals um, who live in rescues and also wild animals. I've been able to um, spend a lot of time uh, with wild dolphins and whales. And that experience is incredible. And what I've learned with all of this is that, you know, this it when you use the word spiritual, it really is this understanding that we are all spiritual beings, we are all more than our physical body. And, you know, and this goes into, you know, your work also, right, with, with mediumship and connecting with those who are in the spirit world. Animals can do that, too. We're all more than our physical body. And we have these spirits and, and this energy and, and souls. Um, and we have different, you know, we wear different suits, right? But um, And we have different experiences in our different species. But fundamentally, we're all 
the same in that way and we can all relate to each other in that way and so it's a different idea than the idea that humans are the smart ones and the superior ones and the ones who are you know kind of at, at the top in the world and then the others are underneath no we're all we're all equal in this way we all have things to share and i've i've worked with so many animals who understand things and know things and are able to teach and communicate about things that we as humans can barely understand. Yeah. Um, they have such an incredible, you know, intelligence and wisdom. And so, you know, you asked about how kind of how I came to this. I, I, this is a second career for me and one that I never expected to have. Um, and it, it, it just opened up for me as I was guided, but I, I was a professional musician and a music teacher for many years. And so, you know, I worked as a teacher and um, as a performer in a lot of different capacities and the animals, um, you know, were always important to me. And at a certain point, I began very much devoting myself to the study and the remembering for myself and the uncovering in my own spiritual journey of the this this way of communicating and this way of connecting. And so it became something that I now do as a as a profession, as a job, kind of unexpectedly. It just started to grow and and grew and grew. And that at a certain point, I realized this was this was really the path that I wanted to be on. And and I and, and so I made a change and I'm no longer working in the music world, but that's kind of how it happened for me. Yeah. But, but, you know, not everybody it doesn't take what, what I want to say is it doesn't take somebody doing it professionally and as a job okay. to engage in this kind of communication and understanding. We can all do this. Yeah, amazing. Well, I also want, I have a 11 year old little girl and um, I'd love for her through this podcast and all kids out there listening to really see that there are all different careers that we can have and that we can really select a, a career. And I want my daughter to go to college and I want her to get a degree and I want her to have that behind her. But then I also want her to select a career that really speaks to her heart and fulfills her soul's mission here in this lifetime. So I think it's so powerful, Nancy, the work that you do, and you can just feel how much you love it and how much wisdom you're bringing through and making connections between animals and humans. So thank you so much for all that you do. Where can people find you? Um, best way is to find my website. Uh, it's nancywindhart.com. And it's like it's spelled like the wind and like your heart. So um, and then I'm also um, on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I have a little YouTube channel that might be growing at some point. I don't know. But, um, but you know, check out my website. And um, yeah, um, love to connect with people and welcome anybody who wants to come into the community. Yay. Well, all my love, Nancy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for inviting me. And, and uh, thanks to all of the listeners and viewers. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're back with your friend, Nancy Windhart. She is an animal communicator. And last time that she was on the show, she was teaching us how to communicate with the pets and animals that we have in our household. And I want to go a little bit deeper with her today here because Nancy, um, I was talking to you in the last episode. We have two little 
little uh, Shih Tzu, little baby doggies, and they're not babies anymore. One's like seven and one's five, but they um, are tiny, right? Like they're just nine pounds and they get a lot of anxiety, not all the time, but around specific things. So when we start packing the bags, to go on a vacation, even when we take out the suitcases and they don't know, right? They don't know if we're going away for a night or for a week, they become restless, just so much anxiety. And so I sit there and I try and calm them and I try and tell them we're coming back. It's okay. Grandpa is coming over. You don't have to go anywhere. You're going to be here. You're going to be safe. But I don't find that it eases their anxiety. Also, when we put them in the car, if we put them in the car, it's normally to take them to doctor's visit or to the groomer to get their bath and their hair cut. And they just whimper in the car, just terrible. They shake and they whimper. They do not like going to the groomer and getting their hair cut or their bath. Same with a bath at home. If we do the bath at home, they don't like it. Tons of anxiety. What tips, tools, tricks do you have to kind of calm their energy and just help them come into a more a vibration of ease? I don't want them to be scared. Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, can I get the names and uh, ages and genders of your dogs? Yeah. So Fluff is the one who's about seven. And Lulu is the one who's about five. And Lulu is a girl. Fluff is a boy. Yeah. So I just, you know, so, so I can talk generally um, about this issue because you're not alone. They're not alone. And then if if you want to, and I know we're doing this live, but if yeah. you want to, and with your permission, I can also check in with each of them individually about what's going on for them. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of basic principles. And the first principle is anytime there's something going on with our animals, like an anxiety issue, um, we want to start with the animal. And that's why I'm asking asking you, right? Start with the individual because there's a bunch of different different reasons that that could be happening, right? And you understand some of them. Um, But we always want to start with the individual animal first rather than generalizing really understand what's going on from their perspective about these issues. And then, you know, and then in general, in terms of anxiety, we can talk about about some of the, some of those. Um, but let me just let me just check in with each of them. And so just for people watching, my process is that um, I'm focusing in on each of of these two dogs, you know, individually, um, and really was just the intention of help me understand what's going on for you. And I'm going to use, are there other situations that it comes up with besides the leaving for vacation and riding in the car? That's pretty much it. Those are the two. Yeah. And otherwise normally kind of in your daily day-to-day lives, they're not expressing. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So let me just check with them about these two things. So on the first thing, and they're both, they're kind of going back and forth between the two of them. Um, But Fluff comes in first and he says, uh, so when they, when you're getting ready to go on vacation, Mm -hmm. 
we all we all need to be together. It's our job to take care of you and your job to take care of us. We all need to be together. And so it's not about feeling unsafe, staying at home with their grandpa, right? Um, but it's, it's, this isn't, this is, we, we're all supposed to be together as a family and we don't like it when we're not all together because then we can't take care of you. And they're showing me, especially your daughter, right? We yeah. like, we want to be with her, but we all need to be together. That's our job. And so it makes us feel uncertain and I can feel the energy is like, you know, as, as he's saying this to me like we just don't we we don't we don't know we don't know we don't know so with that one one of the things that you can do because as you found out just saying it's okay you're going to be okay you're going to stay home grandpa's coming yeah. over it doesn't help right no, it, doesn't. it doesn't help at all right no. so 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 we, we need to you need to help them understand a few more things about it okay um, and i think that and this might be more than we have time to to do together today, but you can do this on your own because I know yeah. you have the ability to connect with them. So, you know, first of all, give them some real clear information about, first of all, why is it that they can't come with you, right? Oh. So maybe you're going on an airplane, you, that that would be really stressful for them, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, or you're going someplace where they're not allowed to be, mm-hmm. um, or you're going on a long, long car ride, which, you know, we know they, they're not thrilled about anyway, right? Yes. So there's a reason they're not able to come with you. Right. And there's a reason that you need to go wherever you're going, right? Yeah. Um, and so just to help them understand, right, this, this isn't a situation where we can all be together. Sometimes we have to be apart. And then to really let them know, you know, how long you're going to be gone and what it's going to look like. So you do that by giving them pictures. So even communicating their, their grandpa who, who, who presumably that's somebody that they know and have relationship with and and like, right. is going to come and stay. Right. So you just give them that picture of, of him and they'll understand who that is. Right. And then we can also communicate to our animals about time and especially our friends who live with us in our families. They they understand our routines. Right. So, you know, I found many animals, you know, just like all of us, they have a clear understanding of day and night. Right. Um, Light and dark, you know, sleeping time and wake time. Um, And then also they can have a sense, depending on our family and the routine of the like, say, the length of time of a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I know it's all different now with the pandemic and a lot of people working from home, but, you know, the idea of, for example, the people go away from home and the kids go to school, you know, during the week and then on the weekends, they're home more yeah. that gives the animals a feeling of, okay, that's what that pattern of time of a week is. Mm-hmm. And so we can use that to communicate to our, our animal friends. Okay. We're going to be gone. Let's say we're going to be gone a week. All right. So it's going to be this many times of of the, the nighttime, of the dark time, right? And and this many, they're, they're the same amount of time as like when, you know, we go to school for a week and then we have a weekend, that amount of time to kind of let them know, okay, this is how long this is going to be. You know, grandpa's not going to be living with you for, you know, a year, right? It's going to be a week, right? And then we're going to all be together again. And then we can also give them the pictures of, Okay, we're all gonna we're gonna come home. We're gonna all be together again. So that's a way that we can help them on just that understanding level. 
And then sometimes animals need more help than that, just on the physical level. Mm -hmm. So this is where things like, you know, some people will use things like energy work, like Reiki to help to calm them down. Or sometimes, you know, check with your, with your veterinarian. Um, But, you know, sometimes there are herbal supplements that you can give them to help to calm them down. One thing that I recommend um, a lot because it's easy, easy to find and it's safe and I think it's worth a try for anxiety is rescue remedy, which is um, a flower essence that you can use. Uh, you can get it at, you know, most, you know, health food stores, that kind of thing. And it's, you just can put a, you know, a couple drops in their water and it just, it helps in stressful situations. It helps to calm things down. So those things can help. It may not always be enough, right? It might not make them completely calm and relaxed, right? You may have to go through this a little bit, but those are some things that can help to dial it down. And then as much as possible, also keeping your energy calm, right? And like going on vacation, we get all, you know, busy and stressed out trying to pack and, you know, all of that. So that can impact them too. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of movement, right? So on the, on the going to going in the car, Do you ever do things in the car with them that are not the vet or the groomer? We don't often because we live right near a prairie path where we can walk to everything. We have this other like lake that we can go walk around. There's just a ton that we live around that we're able to like get them out. Yeah. Yeah. So what I get from them about that, there's there's two pieces. And one is just that that the car always means we're going someplace where it's stressful. Right. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I'm feeling, and I'm feeling this especially from Lulu, is that the car itself, like the motion of the car and the the whizzing by, you know, the fast motion and the whizzing by really makes her not feel well in her body and really gives, right? And it's true for both of them, but, and then they bounce off each other too, right? So, you know, they they get them each other all worked up, right? So, you know, really understanding that. So it's, it's, it's two, it's both parts of it. So if it's something you want to work with them on, then, then we go to the behavioral, like what a dog trainer would tell you a good positive reinforcement based, you know, positive dog trainer would say, okay, you need to start working on making the car something that's not scary. Right. And for short times, and you know, you have to see depending on how uncomfortable the actual motion of the car is, you know, you maybe do this for just, you know, a short drive around the block, but then you get someplace fun and you have they really enjoy or some really wonderful treats that only happen when you go in the car. So that's, you know, to work with it that way, if you want to help them acclimate to that. Some of them, and you can use the rescue remedy also, right? If you're going to go to the vet, or, you know, go to the groomers, you can use that to, you know, that can help, but it's often, it's often not enough when it's kind of an ingrained thing, but, you know, to start to re retrain that and, and rework that as something fun and something happy for them. Yeah. I love that. With the anxiety, one other little tool I'll mention that you might try if you haven't is sometimes the thunder shirts um, that, you know, are used for animals who are really scared of thunderstorms, they can be helpful for, for, for car rides and things like that. So, you know, I always tell people they're worth a try. They work great for some animals. They don't work great for others, but, you know, I think it's worth a try at least. to see if awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And you hit the nail on the head too. It's Fluff who is definitely more scared of the trips. He does not like it. And um, it's Lulu who gets more scared in the car. So it's interesting that you really kind of pulled those two through. I love that. When it comes to your work with animals, I know that there are so many lessons that they've been able to teach you through the their own animal wisdom. Can you share some of the, maybe your favorite or the most profound lessons that animals have mm. helped you see life in a different way? Yeah. Oh, I could, I could talk forever about this, but um, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, I'll share first um, about one of my cats who recently died um, and he was with me for almost 20 years. So he lived a very long um, life. His name was Louie and, um, and he is still very, very present and very connected with us. And he was a cat who, in his, when he was here in his body, he loved to be on the earth. And I made little safe places for him where he could do that, where he wouldn't be in danger. He loved helping people to, to, to hear and understand. And one of the pieces of wisdom that he would always share with people, and it sounds very simple, but it's actually very profound, is sit on the earth connect to the earth, feel the earth. And he would say, just like feel the earth through your belly, like I do as a cat laying on the earth, but also through through the paws. And he's, he would say, it's really good for humans to walk on the earth and like touch the earth with their feet and touch the earth with their bodies. Um, that this is really helpful. And it's really the way that we connect uh, with with each other and with spirit, you know, is through the earth. We don't have to leave our bodies and go up someplace else, but we connect through the earth. So that's that's one lesson. And then, you know, boy, um, I've I've had the privilege of spending time with wild dolphins and being in the water with them. And these are not dolphins who are in captivity, but these are dolphins who are, you know, wild dolphins who choose to um, engage with and, and interact with people and, on their own terms. And, you know, some of the things that they have showed me and taught me about love and about connection and about interspecies understanding and compassion and the way that they have such understanding and compassion for the the human species even though they know uh, maybe better than we do in a lot of ways how much our species has had you know a bad impact on the oceans and on the world but so much so much love and compassion. Um, and same with some of the, the whales that I've had the opportunity to spend time with, where they, they come and they want to share with people this broader understanding of life and connection and, you know, the universe, the cosmos, what's possible, what we can feel, what we can hear, what we can understand. Um, and so they have this vast... Um, I'm thinking now of whales in particular, but this is also true for the dolphins that I was talking about, this vast understanding of energy 
and communication and feeling that extends, you know, so far beyond their physical bodies um, and just deep into the oceans and into the currents. And, you know, it just, I mean, it just goes on and on. And so really, I, I guess what I'm saying is the sky's the limit, right? There's so much that animals can teach us and help us to understand on all levels, right? From the most practical physical level to the most expansive, you know, spiritual levels, it's all available. And, you know, each individual is different. So they may not all be interested in communicating on those vast spiritual levels, right? But the ones that are, I mean, it can just, it, it's completely expansive and, and sometimes can really just be mind blowing from our human perspective. Amazing. Yeah. Nancy Winhart, you are always a joy to talk to. Thank you so much for teaching us all today how to calm our animals' anxieties and fears in other ways and, and sharing those words of wisdom from the animals that you've learned those lessons. Nancy, can you share with everybody if they want to find you, if they want to learn how to telepathically communicate with animals, where can they go to to do that? Best place is my website. It's nancywintart.com. And um, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. We'll put all that information in the show notes below. Thank you so much sincerely for being here. Thank you, Julie. It's been wonderful to share this time with you. Thank you. You too. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.